Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Shawn Michaels tends to see whatever comes to mind, so we just put a mic in front of him. All you do is talk, 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 talk. This is John Michael's Stream of Consciousness, the podcast that gets into, well, just about everything. Feeling stupid? I know I am. From 680 The Fan and thepodcastpark.com. It's showtime, and I don't mean a bad impression of HBO. I mean time for a show. Hey, what's up? It's time for another Stream of Conscious podcast. It's your boy, John Michaels, from the front row, 6 to 9, with Brian Finner. And got to say thank you to our sponsor involved, Georgia Realty Associates. My buddy, Scott Daniels, he has got a situation and a system that works. It's called the Sold Bold System. And you ask, what the hell is that? Well, at Georgia Realty Associates, and you can find them at soldbold.com, Scott has come up with a plan where he is going to maximize the value for your house. He understands your house is more than just a piece of property. It's a part of your life. Let's be honest. You live in your house for a long time. You look at it and you go, hey, I can maybe make a profit off of that. But right now, Scott has got it where they're going to come in and they are going to give you the sold bold way. That means they're going to come in and really value your house and they're going to get you the best offer available. They also have... People on site and on staff right now ready. If you need some upgrades to your home and want to get even more money for it, he's got contractors that will come in and do the work for you, and you don't have to pay them until the house sells. Make sure you check them out, soldbold.com. Scott Daniel is my guy's name at Georgia Realty Associates. He's a big part of the podcast and a big part of the station. Make sure you give him a shout. Hey, coming up on the podcast, obviously a lot to talk about. When it comes to Julio Jones, my thoughts on what's going on with him. Also, golf. Was it good or bad for Phil Mickelson to win the PGA Championship? And thoughts on Sweet 16s and teaching kids how to drive. That's all to come on the Stream of Conscious podcast. This is John Michael's Stream of Consciousness. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest 
largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. So the bombshell dropped over the weekend and early yesterday that Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta. He was on with Skip and Shannon, whatever the hell that show is called, Undisputed, I think is the name of it. And when Shannon Sharp asked him, did he want to play for Dallas? Is he going to stay in Atlanta? He goes, no, I'm out of there. I am out of there. And to me, it was the matter of fact, to me, it was the dismissive attitude that really turns me off for what's going on in the Julio Jones scenario. I have contended now for, I don't know, the better part of four or five months, figure out a way to make this happen and keep Julio Jones here. Unfortunately, we all dealt with pandemic scenario a year ago. NFL teams had to deal with the realization that the salary cap is, I don't know, about $25 million less than we thought it was going to be. And with the salary cap being less than it was going to be, teams all of a sudden came into a numbers crunch, and that's what hit the Atlanta Falcons. When Terry Fontenot took this job, he knew it was going to be a challenge. You had Thomas Dimitrov, the previous GM, basically kicking the can down the road over and over and over again. It was, hey, we're going to convert base salary into signing bonus, and we're going to prorate that out over the next five or six years. And what it worked out for was, hey, you were able to go out and sign a Dante Fowler, and you made moves in free agency over the last few years. But eventually you have to pay the bill. It's like it's like putting money on a credit card. Hey, I can keep charging and charging and charging and charging, but eventually you have to pay that credit card debt with about 35 or 40% interest. And when you have to pay that, guess what? The money comes due. And that's what happened this year for the Atlanta Falcons. The money finally came due. Matt Ryan, yes, you moved the cash around, and you did exactly what you wanted with Matt Ryan to alleviate, what, $15 million in salary cap. You maneuvered some of the money with Jake Matthews. You told Dante Fowler, take a pay cut because you weren't very good. Tyler Davison, if you want a job, take a pay cut because you were struggling as well. But the two caveats that you never really addressed were Julio Jones and you never really addressed Grady Jarrett. And it came out last week with Jeff Schultz, and we had him on the front row, that they hadn't even approached Grady Jarrett in his camp about a contract extension that would have made the money better. That, to me, is a misstep by the Falcons. And maybe it's they're telling him, hey, Grady Jarrett, right now, we're not in the long-term plan of paying you top five money. This is a guy that had five and a half sacks a year ago. Maybe you want to do this where, hey, we don't necessarily pay you the five, you know, the $20 million that you're worth. We're going to let you play it out and give you the negotiation and give you the money down the road. Julio Jones was always the other one. That was the whale in the room, so to speak. There's been rumors now for three or four months, we're going to trade Julio Jones. I didn't want to buy it. Not going to lie to you. I didn't want to buy that Julio Jones maybe wouldn't be a part of the Atlanta Falcons franchise moving forward. 
But you've got a 32-year-old receiver who missed seven games a year ago with a hamstring injury, albeit on pace for well over 100 catches and about 1,500 yards. But you also have a guy that is getting to the back end of his career and for the next three years is going to count you $20-plus million against the salary cap. Terry Fontenot has openly said, I don't want to start playing this salary cap money. This is not just going to be a one-year move to get right for 2021. He wants to have long-term viability. And I was okay with that. It was a realization that sucks because Julio Jones is one of my favorite players to watch and cover over the entirety of his career. And I told the story on the air, and I'll reiterate it here on the podcast. I got to do one of Julio Jones's first live interviews after a game. I was working for old CBS 46 years ago, doing some part-time work for them while being part of the Falcons radio network. We had a preseason game in Pittsburgh. And you know in preseason games, especially on the road, there's very few people there. So I got to do a stand-up shot with two or three minutes with Julio Jones. Couldn't have been nicer. He was nervous. He was a rookie. He, he, he wasn't as proficient as he is now in public speaking and everything else. And that's to come with being a 22-year-old, now all of a sudden rookie who just got thrust into the spotlight being a top 10 pick. Couldn't have been nicer. Eight years, nine years on the Falcon sidelines. Always had a very, I didn't know Julio, but anytime we'd get a chance to talk and interview, couldn't be nicer. Great dude. Always worked his ass off for the Falcons. But something happened about three years ago that started to rub me the wrong way. And I took up for Julio because he was the franchise. He is the franchise. And I'd argue right now he's the greatest player that's ever put on a Falcons uniform. And that includes Tommy Nobis and Deion Sanders and Matt Ryan and many others. Julio is that special. He will walk into Canton as a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. That's awesome. But three years ago, after the Falcons had made him the highest paid receiver, Julio did the passive aggressive. He started taking the Falcons off his social media. He didn't say a whole lot, but suddenly his Instagram page was no longer Julio in a Falcons uniform. It was like Julio at the beach, and I think there might have been a Julio picture at Alabama, and that's it. And the Falcons, in fairness, let me know, hey, he's just scrubbing, quote-unquote, scrubbing his social media. I'm sorry I never bought that because when I would scrub social media, and I'm a married man now and I'm very happy, scrubbing social media to me was taking off pictures of girls pre-my wife. Because I didn't want my wife to be like, why is there still a picture of girl A sitting on your social media page? That's what a lot of people do when they scrub their social media page. They don't take off their employer. Like when I got fired from the old place I worked at, yes, I scrubbed my social media of anything that was attached to that. I changed my Twitter handle, my Instagram handle, because I didn't want to be associated with the old place I worked at. I had been fired from my job and had to find a different outlet and a different name for my social media. It sucked. I lost my verifications, everything. So be it. That's scrubbing my social media. What Julio did was the passive-aggressive. Not going to break up with the girl. I'm going to give her, and I used to call her this, you give them the slow fade where, hey, I'm not necessarily breaking up with you, but you're just not going to be front and center. And what Julio wanted then was more upfront money. And what that action did was lead to today's action. There were obviously a lot of steps in between. The Falcons have made a thousand missteps when it comes to salary cap. But what played out yesterday with Skip and Shannon to me became petty. And it became where all of a sudden Julio goes for me as one of the most beloved athletes I've ever covered to a guy that, quite frankly, you can trade him today and I'm okay with it. I am now, you've cheated on me, basically to use a relationship analogy, you've cheated on me and now I'm good with letting this thing go. That's how I feel with Julio Jones. For him to go on there and people asked, did he know he was on TV? Absolutely he knew he was on TV. 
he is a very he's a very smart and shrewd businessman. Obviously, with the Kia dealerships and everything else, he's never had a misstep here in Atlanta other than, as I talked about, scrubbing the social media page. And quite frankly, if you didn't live in Atlanta, you didn't cover that as tightly as we did trying to figure out what was going on with Julio. What happened yesterday was calculated to say, let's get this done. So one of two things happened in my estimation. Either Julio knows the Falcons are really close to trading him, maybe the parameters of a deal are in place, and he wanted to get out in front of it, or he wanted to put the pressure on the team to get this deal done sooner rather than later. Either way, to me, I thought it was petty on the Julio account. Here's what happened. You take a phone call from Shannon Sharp, and people go, oh, Shannon just called him rogue. No chance. There's no chance he just called him rogue. No chance. Because there's FCC violations attached where if you call somebody and you don't tell them on the air, you can get in a lot of trouble. And I don't care if Shannon Sharp was a former player. He's been a broadcaster for a long time now, making a lot of money doing some television with Skip Bayless. He knew, and I think Julio was in on it, that, hey, you're going to call and we're going to make it sound like it's just a random-ass phone call and you're going to play along with it. When Julio said, I'm out of there, rub me the wrong way, man. Sorry, it did. You have been the model, perfect great player that every franchise dreams of. That's what Julio Jones has been. Julio Jones has been a guy that had the catch that should have won the Super Bowl if Kyle Shanahan just runs the damn football. And then the swift kick in the groin part, not only was the um out of there, it's when he said, I want to win. So basically he's looking at everybody, all the guys in that locker room that he's played alongside with for years and saying, we can't win. I know we were 4-12 and a year ago, and I get it. We changed coach and general manager but I can't win, and I want to go play for a winner. Well, if I'm Terry Fontenot, I'm not bending over backwards to send him to a place where he has a chance to win a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, I'm getting the best package I can get. And if that package is going to play for the Seattle Sounders in the MLS, that's what I want. If it's sending him to NFL Europe, that's what I'm taking. I'm not sending him somewhere because that's what he wants. I'm sending him somewhere so I can have the opportunity to get the best. It ticked me off, not going to lie to you. I, I have lost a lot of love. And it's not, I, I respect the hell out of Julio. He's one of the greats of all time. I've lost some love. He's literally the girlfriend now that's told me I'm not good enough. And now that I'm not good enough, I don't want to deal with you. I'm ready for this drama and this saga and this scenario to be over with. I'm ready for Matt Ryan to be able to throw the ball to Calvin Ridley and whoever the hell else is out there and Kyle Pitts and all of these guys. I'm ready to see the new regime of Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot take hold. They kind of messed me up with this one because if you're truly in a rebuild, Matt Ryan has his replacement drafted at number four. What you've told us, though, is we still think we can be competitive, even with Matt Ryan still being here. And I tend to agree with all of that. Hey, when we come back, PGA Championship over the weekend, was it good or bad for the game of golf? And also, a sweet 16 birthday and a new car and the dilemma of being a parent. That's all to come on the Stream of Conscious podcast. This is John Michael's Stream of Consciousness. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. 
and it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout metro atlanta jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. So once again, thanks to Georgia Realty Associates. Follow them right now or go check them out. Soldbold.com. The real estate market right now is red hot in Atlanta. My buddy Scott Daniel can get you the maximum value for your house. Do not go to one of these ham and egg real estate companies. They go, oh, we're going to take care of you. And they want to take 8% commission. Scott is going to get the best value for your house right now. Make sure you check them out. Soldbold.com. It's the Georgia Realty Associates. They are going to maximize the profits on your home. And right now you want somebody with this market red hot. If you can make an extra 10 grand, why not make an extra 10 grand? Well, over the weekend, PGA Championship goes down. Phil Mickelson wins the game, at, or wins the uh, championship at Kiowa Island. And I love the fact for two things that Phil wins. A, I was never a Phil guy. I was a Tiger guy. I always cheered for Tiger Woods come hell or high water when it came to anything with the, in, in the golf game. He was the reason I watched golf. And Phil was kind of the anti-hero to me. Chubby dude, you know, uh, seemed like a country club guy. Grew up in Southern California. You don't hold that against him. But I never cheered for him. But this weekend I found myself cheering for Phil Mickelson because I don't really like the new age golfers. Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau. None of those guys really do it for me. But we were thinking about this on the show, whether it's good or bad for the game of golf. And I think for this weekend, it was great because you're talking about summertime's right around the corner. Temperature's getting better. Pandemic is mostly over. All of these different things are happening. And you've got NBA playoffs. The Braves are in full swing. You know, all the conversation that's going on around Julio Jones and for one Sunday, the PGA Championship captured our imagination. And let's be real. If it's not Phil Mickelson and it's Dustin Johnson, not as many eyes on the TV. If it's not Phil Mickelson and it's Tony Finau, not as many eyes on the TV. Hell, if it's even Brooks Kepkin, and Bryson DeChambeau, two guys that don't like each other, coming down the back nine, it's not the same eyes on the TV. So for this weekend, it's awesome to see a 50-year-old go out and win a PGA Championship. But I think for the long-term viability of the sport, we finally need to get past the Tiger Phil, Sergio Garcia mix. You know, if those guys contend once every two years, so be it. I'd like to see a Spieth or a McElroy or any of these guys really take golf by the horns and start winning tournaments. That, to me, would be awesome. I also want to see this rivalry build between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. You may have seen the audio and the video. You can tell Brooks Kepka don't like Bryson DeChambeau at all. Kind of rolled his eyes and dropped a couple of F-bombs and everything else when they were coming off the course the other day at Kiowa Island. I think golf 
needs this, and they need it in the worst way. You need a hero and an anti-hero to draw the imagination. And it's not the, the hardcore golf fans. You saw what that looked like at Kiowa Island, the thousands and thousands of people there watching the tournament. What that turns into literally is the casual guys. And I call myself a little bit of a casual guy. I'm not going to watch the tournament as much unless there's a storyline behind it. I need something that draws me in, and I need one of these young guys to take over. Speaking of young, and I love to tell family stories, different things that we talk about with the stream of conscious. And the idea behind this is, you know, whatever the hell's on my mind is what I continue to talk about. Well, this past week, week and a half, and you've probably heard me talk about it on the show, being stressed out. My daughter's sweet 16 birthday. Ended up being beautiful. I give my beautiful wife a ton of credit for everything that she put together. Her and her family just went above and beyond. And all our family and friends that showed up to celebrate Sophia's 16th birthday. You want to talk about a stressful situation. A, the amount of money we spent on a sweet 16 birthday is nothing short of ridiculous. Buying a car, uh, you know, basically an entity unto its own. But the biggest part of this was trying to figure out how to teach our daughter how to drive. And I was telling Finn this. My wife tends to be, she's a great woman, but she intimidates you because she talks and talks loudly and trying to teach our daughter to drive. It's, hold on, no, turn here, hit the brakes harder. And our poor daughter is petrified. So I took her out the other day and we bought her a Mini Cooper and shout out to Wrangler Ranch up there on the, in Cleveland, Georgia, who had a great car and you know we got a great deal on it and everything else. I'm taking her in this mini and I cannot get her to learn how to park and teach her how to park. No matter how much I show her, this is what you need to do. Every time we pull into the parking spot, boom, she's sitting like three quarters sideways or she's over the line. I have no idea how to do this. So if you guys hit me up on social media, listen to the podcast, let me know. Like, let me know how the hell to teach somebody how to park. I put the cones out, boom, she runs over the cones. I don't put the cones out, boom, she's over the line. I have a lot of patience, but I really don't want to pay a hundred and something dollars an hour to a driving school to make this happen. I don't remember as a kid, like when my parents and my mom decided to let me drive, it was literally, guess what? We're going on the road and you're about to drive now. You're going to learn come hell or high water. I'm so nervous driving through Gwinnett County. I don't want to put her on the road because everything I'm doing right now is we're going to do it in a controlled environment where dad can take care of things. I don't know how to make this work. Maybe my parenting skills are not up to snuff and they're not where they need to be. Either way, if you've got advice, please hit me up and let me know what the hell I need to do to make this happen. Final thing before we get out of here, what a game one for Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm going to tell you now, this couldn't happen to a better group right now than the Hawks winning right now in game number one. Now, they have to go on and win this series. They have to beat the New York Knicks because you're better than the New York Knicks man-to-man. Now, Tom Thibodeau's coaching his ass off. He's got that group given every ounce of what they have, playing hard and maybe playing above what their pay grade may be. But for Trey Young for a couple of days just to shut the hell up of all the haters out there, it's a great thing to see. I am so sick and tired of people that, A, don't really know the game of basketball, trying to tell, oh, it's Luka, it's Luka, it's Luka. I get it. Luka Doncic is a great player. Trey Young is a great player as well. Luka Doncic went to a little bit better scenario in Dallas, and I think the reason people really prop him up, you've seen more of the game winners at the end of games, and you saw a year ago in the playoffs him be a guy that dropped 40 a couple of times against the L.A. Clippers, albeit they lost that opening round series. Trey, in year three of a rebuild, 
which is now no longer a rebuild, needed that signature moment maybe more than anything else. He finally got it. He had that moment in the garden where he finally got the signature moment and was able to go out and hit shots and hit the biggest shot. And to hear Lou Williams come out and say, I told Trey, don't pass the ball, go take the final shot. I think the confidence level now for this basketball team is through the roof. They're going to beat the Knicks. I picked them before the series to win in six. Do I think they'll beat Philadelphia? No. I think the ceiling this year is a second-round playoff. But you start moving forward, and you start thinking about the changing of the guard in the NBA. LeBron ain't getting any younger. KD and that team, they're not getting any younger. Steph Curry, although he had a great year at 32, is not getting any younger. There's going to be time for these younger stars, whether it's Doncic, Embiid, you know, whether it's Jamal Murray when he's healthy, Nikola Jokic, Trey Young, throw all those guys into a category, and you're going to see some things happen. You're going to see the changing of the guard in the NBA. Not saying the Hawks will take over because I don't see that in them as of yet, but day one in the playoffs to have a game winner in front of Madison Square Garden, full capacity, everything else was beautiful. Once again, thanks to Scott Daniel and the Georgia Realty Associates. Check them out, soldbold.com. They will get your house sold for the maximum value. They're the sponsor of the podcast. They do everything to make this podcast possible each and every week. Make sure you tell a friend, subscribe, like it, share it, whatever it may be. We'll be back next week. See you. What are you waiting for? Somebody to kiss you goodbye? Well, no, 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 I guess not. Hey, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show and get John's musings on everything from sports to entertainment every week. And check out all our fan podcasts at thepodcastpark.com. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. 
Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.